Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi everyone, and welcome to Official Charts Take the Hit, a podcast that goes way beyond your standard music interview and asks questions you never knew you needed the answers to. My name's Rob, I'm editor of officialcharts.com, and joining me today from the website team is Justin Myers. Hi Justin. Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Not bad. I should mention Justin is a bit of a saviour on the Official Charts website. Um, how long have we been there for now? Um, since the dawn of time. <laughs> since the or, dawn of the charts. <laughs> or it's it's six years. It's nearly yes. six years. Wow. Yeah, because you should mention as well that as well as the charts, you work for loads of other places. And you're also now an author. Yes, I have my finger in so many pies you that really I'm constantly do. wiping my hands <laughs> on my thighs. I'm doing it right now. Uh, yes, I have a book out. It's called The Last Romeo and it's a... Uh, some might call it charming and witty novel about a... Uh, there is a quote in the back somewhere that says that, right? Yeah, someone someone with more authority than I did said that about the book. And it's about a uh, gay journalist, so I really had to stretch myself there to <laughs> find inspiration for that character. But yes, it's out now. Buy it. Buy it, For your it. friends, perhaps. <laughs> if you have any gay journalist friends, they might like it. We're starting to get in the swing of this podcast now, episode yes. three. Um, I'm also very excited about this week's guest in particular. Strong same, yes. Yes, it's Claire from Steps. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, Steps were an important part of my childhood. Were they okay, in- thank you for, <laughs> for making me feel a thousand years old. Okay, yes, that's true. Were they a big part of your... My late uh, 50s? Late- <laughs> Um, they were, well, I have a sister who's much younger than me and she was very into steps. So she was quite obsessed with them. It was kind of a late nineties thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And I was, I was in my early twenties when, uh, steps were really big and they were, I was very into house music, as, but a lot of pop as well. And they kind of crossed that line between pop and dance music that, you know, they had the, the melodies of pop and everything, but also yeah. the, the bangerness, not yes. a word writer <laughs> that that kind of that, that drew you in I do think that they had a kind of a crossover appeal and more people than would care to admit actually liked Steps at the time yeah definitely they were they were my first concert oh I was about nine or ten okay dragged or made my dad buy tickets oh my goodness yeah my dad was a big pop fan so all right he I think I think he enjoyed it You've never, but you've never discussed it. <laughs> no, we never, we never <laughs> discussed it. Let's again. never speak of this again. <laughs> but I remember it's funny because they were their first single is, was almost like a novelty sort of. Cotton That's Eye the line Joe dancing style. one, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, but then they became quickly became sort of ABBA for <clears> the nineties. Well, that second single, last thing on my mind, was quite ABBA-esque. That actually yeah. got me a little bit interested in them, and that was actually written by and originally performed by Banana Rama. Of course, yes. Who you know, a very very big pop name. Yes. Uh, I hope Bananarama are listening, but I, I better be. But if if they're not, I have to say that I find Steps' version the definitive version. Is that your favourite Steps song? Uh, yes, it well it, it it is ish. 
But okay, if, if I'm going for a Steps original, yeah. it's between Deeper Shade of Blue and Summer of Love. I think they came out consecutively as well. So I, think, I can't remember which one came first, but yeah. they are both absolute bangers. I do love Summer of Love. I'm trying to think what would be mine. The one that was really ABBA. One for Sorrow. That's it. Ah, uh, yes. So good. Should mention as well that they've got, you know, good chart history, solid chart history. They've got 16 top 40 singles, two yeah. of which went to number one. Yes. And three number one albums. And I think didn't all after the first, all of their singles went top 10 apart from the very first. Yes. And yeah, that's right, isn't that it? That is right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Part of, apart from when the revival happened, obviously, Scared yeah. in the Dark broke that. But as far as I know... They went top 10 every time after 5, 6, 7, 8. Yeah, their most recent top 40 was in 2017 with Scared of the Dark, which is, a, as far as comeback singles go, a pretty, pretty well-executed one, that I is, felt. I, for me, Scared of the, I think Scared of the Dark on its own is a very, very good song. But for me, that was a band coming back and completely understanding what an audience wanted from them. Yeah. Because it felt not like they were doing the, you know, the nostalgia thing, because it was, it was obviously it was a lead single from a new album. Of completely new material, uh, but it, but for me it was about moving the step sound on, but it still sounded very true to the band. And I went to see them twice for this revival. Twice. I went to see that show as well. It was really it was good. great, massive production, just absolutely nailed it. As well as steps, Claire was obviously in short-lived and slightly controversial duo H and Claire. Don't get a lot of duos in pop. You don't, do you? No, unless someone like leaves. Yes. You know, if you've got a trio and someone leaves, then sometimes the duo will stagger on for a bit. Which I don't, I don't think works. But I'm not sure about duos in pop. With a duo, they're either getting on or they're not. Yes, That's it, you're exactly. stuck. H and Claire, I'm assuming, did get on, given that they uh, rather controversially ditched the rest of Steps to go yeah, into being a duo. Yeah, which we do talk about in this interview. <gasps> oh, it is raised. Ex- <laughs> it excellent. Is raised. H and Claire comes into it. Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very good. Um, she also launched a solo career this year, finally. Something I think a lot of Steps fans were anticipating almost at the end of H and Claire, almost when Steps broke up. I would thought, feel that I would feel it's fair to say that that's long overdue. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, yeah, she released a solo album this year, My Wildest Dreams. Top 10 debut. Not bad at all. That's all right. Not bad at all. Um, so we delve into that and lots of other Steps stories in the Brilliant. interview. Brilliant. I can't wait. Uh, I actually went and did this at Claire's home. <sighs> Ten-year-old me could never have, would never have believed myself if I said you'd be talking to Claire in her in family her home. House. Was it around the kitchen table? It was kitchen adjacent. As ah. you can imagine, it was a fairly sizable yes. home. It's lovely. Obviously. Um, this is your first time on the podcast. Yes. So have you, you, do you know the format of Take the Hit? Can you run it by me one yes. more time? So it, so I asked Claire a series of questions that are based on the UK's official best-selling singles of all time. You can find that list on officialcharts.com. You can. And the way those questions are decided are through a a bingo machine, which she pulls out the the numbers, and the numbers relate to where the songs sit on that all-time chart. So basically, there are like over 160 songs on this biggest selling singles of all time, because to get on this list, you have to sell over a million copies. Yes. So potentially, there are over 160 potential questions that you could be asking Claire. Yeah. And every question is based on the, the, the song that is at the Yeah, it kind position. of throws up a topic of discussion, basically. Great. Shall Got we have it. a listen? Yeah, let's listen. Claire Richards, hello. Hi. 
Hello. Oh. <laughs> 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 How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Good. Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Um, thanks for having us around to your house. That's all right. A lovely home. <laughs> thanks for coming. Saves <laughs> <laughs> me going anywhere. <laughs> uh, have you been on like mum duty this morning? Yes. Yeah, I'm in mum mode at the moment. So I'm guessing you've been here, there and everywhere recently doing promo for the album. Yep. And then before that, step stuff. Yeah, so it's been a busy couple of years. Have you even been home recently? Is this, do you recognise this place? <laughs> yeah, no, I do, because it it's not clean. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good to me. No, it is. It has, I've, I've been very good. I've been cleaning. I guess it can be more on your terms now, right? Yeah, definitely, the... especially with the step stuff. It has to be, because we've all got such different lives, and we've got families, and some of us live in other countries, and yeah. it's all kind of... It has to be balanced to be able to make it enjoyable yeah ultimately and the solo album first solo album <laughs> yeah uh, my wildest dreams yeah it came out in february right? yeah first of february and it top 10 debut i know so quite... all round success <laughs> all wrapped up nicely didn't thank it? god <laughs> <laughs> thank god i don't was... have to go and hide in a hole for the rest of my life <laughs> was it a little bit of a relief yeah i think everybody that's heard it has has really liked it and has enjoyed it and I, I which is all i really wanted actually i think i just i didn't nobody wants any negative criticism yeah. and obviously it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's fine but actually everybody that has listened to it and everybody that bought it really likes it and and hasn't really said a bad thing about it so that's you know that is a massive relief yeah. for me i guess it's putting your putting yourself out there yeah. by yourself is a bit of a hmm, yeah and i didn't saying? quite realize i've waited 20 odd years to do it and it's it is so different is i didn't really think it would be that different and i don't think i thought about it too much i just i just thought of the singing side of it but performing i've never actually performed by myself yeah it is different but it's it's it has been quite a challenge for me which i think is quite good as you get older, to to keep challenging yourself. Sorry, I've got a cat. Yeah, got, the cat's is it joined. Kit? Kit, yeah. Can I sit down or go away? As you mentioned, you sort of twenty years you waited to do. So, and how come you waited till as steps have kind of just kind of mm. come come down off a massive arena tour and comeback album? And then you did your solo album. I, know. I was like, where, where, why did you do that? I don't. Um, <laughs> oh, God, oh, clearly not the full ticket. It kind of, I, don't, I don't think it was really off the back of it because I, I knew before the step stuff this time around started that it was what I wanted to do mm. and I don't think we really knew what was going to happen with Tears on the Dance Floor. We didn't yeah. we didn't realise it was going to be as successful as it was yeah. and the tour was going to be. So when we first started that, as far as we were concerned, that you know we take each project as it comes. We have done over the last few years. It was only once that that was successful and the tour and we enjoyed it so much that we knew that we wanted to do it again so yeah. then we knew I don't know I suppose about halfway into it that we would we started talking about doing another album and made the decision to do it so when I was talking about doing solo stuff initially steps that may have been it for us yeah but there was always going to be a gap we you know we knew we weren't going to go straight into another album so it it just it just worked out that way and and in the past, I think, you know, when Steps split, I did H and I did the album, so it didn't happen then. And then, yeah, and then true. I kind of, and the H and Claire album just put me off music for quite a while. <laughs> oh really? It, it didn't put me off, but I just. It was a strange time in music. I remember was it two thousand and three ish. It's two thousand and two. We released that album, and Steps had only just split. We went straight into doing that album, and 
it it was quite hard and it I, it was a bit of a knock because we had three top 10 singles but the the album didn't yeah. do that well really i think it sold all right but i think it went in at 50 something and i because i'd be, we'd been so used to the success of the steps albums i think i just was a bit embarrassed and wanted to go and hide i think it was all just a knock on effect from steps i was burnt out and tired and emotional and <laughs> and i just you know i went i got married and then i got divorced and then i had a baby and then got married again and then had another baby and life stuff yeah you know. life kind of got in the way <laughs> but i mean this album Mulder's dreams top 10 yeah so hooray I know. One, one thing that surprised me on the album as it was because it all kind of was drip fed out wasn't it yeah a few kind of tracks was how up tempo the album kind of over I kind of expected more I more. thought you might do like big ballads yeah well I think probably given the opportunity I would just sing sad ballads right. the whole the time encouraged yeah <laughs> but I but I realize I know I suppose I I know what my audience is and I know what they like and I didn't want it to be so far removed from a steps album yeah. that everybody hated it I think even though they are up tempo they're quite they're not super fast, and, yeah. but they they all you know, they all mean something. There's all you know a reason behind having them lyrically or or wistful bops is what I got from it. <laughs> wistful, yeah, a touch of wistfulness <laughs> wistful about it. That's something I've had to get used to. This bop, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> Someone quite to ask somebody. Yeah, I, need, I think I need to stop saying it. <laughs> What's a bop? I think Shame on You is probably the yeah. the, the fastest. The boppiest. The boppiest. Yeah. Yeah, and had dance mixes and everything on all of them. So, exactly. Oh my so god, those cool. remixes. Mm. Why not, eh? <laughs> um, are you ready to play Take the Hit? Yes, I am. So, just to explain. Okay. So, I'm going to throw some questions at you which are based on the biggest selling singles of all time. Okay. And they are decided through this wonderful bingo I've machine. never played bingo. Have you not? No, Actually, never. I say that with shock. I haven't either. I haven't really. See, I feel like I would really like it. But... It's come back into fashion, hasn't it? Yeah, my nan always used to go, but I never did. Mm. Maybe we should do a little bingo. Bingo trip. Bang- bingo bonding trip. Yeah. <laughs> bonding we're, bringing, bingo. we're bringing it back with this podcast. Yeah, perfect. In a, in a way. Yeah. So the numbers that come out okay. relate to where the song sits on the all-time chart. Okay. And the questions based on the song. Right. We ready to go? Okay. I'm going to let you turn this. So what do I do? Just machine. turn this. Okay, 36. So the 36th biggest selling single of all time is Maroon 5, Moves Like Jagger, with Christina Aguilera. Oh, okay. Um, Another bop. (laughs) Another bop. (laughs) You Uh, did that on tour once. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You mashed it up with something else. Um, It didn't even get to number one. It reached number two in 2011. Know how that feels. Yeah. (laughs) Been there many a time. Yeah. And it sold 1.54 million copies. Wow. Mm. Um, so as you say, it's a bit of a dance wedding party staple, that song now. Yeah. So my question is, you must have had some big nights out with Steps back in the day. Mm. Can you remember like a really big night out? I, oh God. Oh, I remember we went to an award ceremony once in America. I think it was Teen Choice Awards or something. And that was quite, I remember it was wearing a red cowboy hat. And I had my picture taken I with um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <gasps> you met Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, and somebody from 902, Beverly Hills 90210, the this original version. It's the most 90s night yeah. ever. It was like, and I had this <laughs> red cowboy hat on that was enormous on my head. It, it just every time I moved my head, it like, kind of wobbled around. And I think NSYNC were there. That was quite cool. But I think in terms of a night where 
a quite a big night out that's more recent was probably Faye's birthday on the oh, last really? tour. Yeah. Nice. What that happened? Was fun. We did the show. <laughs> and then she'd organised this thing. I can imagine Faye organises a good do. She's well, she organized. knows that she's quite... She's very sociable. So she knows people that can organise a good do, I think. Ah. Like, they did it... that person. Yeah, can... she's like... I think, was there a drag queen there? I think there was. Yeah, <laughs> there was a drag, of course. Um, yeah, it was fun. So back in the day, because I guess there were tabloids that would follow you around, like yeah. perhaps. Mm-hmm. But is that worse than social media now? Because if you were going out, say you were back in the throes of the step days back then, mm. was there stuff you'd be like, my God, like imagine if that was being tweeted out and put on... <laughs> I do, do you know what? I don't think I ever... I, you can be as out there or as careful as you want and I think if you want everybody to see you falling out of a cab outside of of a club then you can but if you don't then you won't so and we were never that we were never that tabloid fodder anyway right so I I don't I mean I'm pretty sure I might have been drunk in a few places that people (laughs) could have tweeted (laughs) stop crying it's not but uh, yeah I've never (laughs) been in such a I tell you once I did god this was embarrassing there was a club called Titanic in London years ago, which is the place where everybody Great went. Great name for a club. Yeah. But it was more of kind of a restaurant. And then after a while, it turned into a... They, there was a DJ and there was music. And the back bit was the VIP section where we would always used to go. And I was sat... Um, they had these kind of tub chairs. And my sister was there. She was sat on the chair. And I sat on the edge of the rim of it. And she got up. And the thing only had three legs. And it tipped over oh, and no. I fell on my bum and really hurt myself. Oh, no. That can be bad. Yeah, I really it hurt myself. Yeah. But I just, somebody called an ambulance and I was like, oh, I'm not going out the front in an ambulance because I did think there would have been yeah. caps out of yeah. there. So I ended up, somebody wheeled me on an office chair out the back entrance of Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I and now after that, I don't know if I think I just went home. I think got in a cab and went home, but it was so embarrassing. Oh, All these no. people was on the floor for ages thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, please nobody have seen me. <laughs> Should we go again? Yes. Okay, that way. Um, 86? 86. Ah, number 86. Uh, yeah. Is a step song. <gasps> no. Yeah. Oh well, it's okay. Heartbeat tragedy. Oh, so is that what we are? Eighty six. You're the eighty six oh, biggest selling single bad, in the UK. That's, that's pretty good going, right? No, it is. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. No, it is quite. Yeah, that is quite good. Um, Who'd have thought we'd got in that? Yeah, I remember at the time, <laughs> and I love obviously tragedy was the one at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. But I loved that heartbeat was so Christmassy. <laughs> I really wanted it to be Christmas number one. I know, but it was... I it was a couple of weeks after. It was the first number one of um, 1999. Correct, you're correct, yeah. yeah. And it had already been in the charts for nine weeks. Yeah, it was in the top ten that whole time before. Yeah. That's why I wanted it to be Christmas number and one. Also, but things, it didn't, that didn't happen in, that, in those days. No. Things went in and then they went out. Definitely. But ours hovered around and then it was number one, so... That's fine. I love it because it gives us a little statistic. Exactly. <laughs> how many? Co- how much do you think it sold? Um, it sold over 1.2 million. <gasps> You're so correct. It's 1.22 million it sold. There you go. You know your stuff. I mean, we've got a disc to prove it. There we go. Fine, it's on the wall. <laughs> really felt like the breakthrough moment. 
of it. So it's like the fourth single. Yeah, it was. So like one for sorrow. Yeah. Latched onto as well. Yeah, because five, six, seven, eight hung around the top twenty for weeks and yeah. weeks and weeks, and did the same kind of thing. It, I think, it went in at seventeen or eighteen, and then eventually it got up to fourteen, and that was the highest it went up to, and made it the biggest selling single of that year, not to be in the top ten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and then last thing in my mind was number six, and then one for sorrow we released. That was the, I think that was the one where it kind of people started to realise yeah. that we weren't a novelty band, yeah. really. And the, we were kept off by the Manic Street Preachers, which again, was probably the biggest single of the year. I think it was, I yeah. I think every single, every single time we released a new single, it was the biggest song of that year. You picked you pick Bad Weeks. like weeks. Tragedy yeah. was released, the week Believe was released. And then Love's Got a Hold of My Heart was when Ricky Martin was number one for weeks oh, and weeks it? and weeks. Yeah, so we always had, so that's, we had quite a lot of number twos. I love that you know all this, by the way. Yeah, I do. This is, I'm the, this is what we do at the charts. I'm the memory bank. In the theme of the song, you know, double A side. Mm. What in your kind of career or in your life has made your kind of heartbeat? So what's been really lovely, a really great thing in your career or life? And what have you considered a bit of a tragedy? <laughs> Something that you kind of wish you hadn't done, maybe. Oh, oh God, I don't know. Let's go with heartbeat. Heartbeat, career-wise... I think probably playing Wembley for the first time actually because I, when I was a kid, I used to work there. I was a steward. I used to, and that's how I used to see concerts. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was always my dream oh. to play Wembley, and I used to say, oh, "I'll be that'll be me one day." And they'd look <laughs> at me like, "Yeah, whatever." I used to get paid a tenner for, to do a concert, and then you have a little break, and I'd buy myself a Mars bar and a can of oh. <laughs> for my dinner. That's pretty cool That's so though, that you worked there and then yeah. performed and there. And the first time we played there, um, there was a note left on the dressing room table. And in my day, we used to wear mm. high vis. We used to wear black trousers, a white shirt, and they used to give us a high high security. Yeah, high vis jacket. Um, but now they wear polo shirts, apparently, oh. I think. And um, there was a note from the lady that still worked there and still ran the stewards at, with a polo shirt telling no. me briefings at six i'll see you da, 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 da. you always said that you would do it that is so sweet yeah I'm, i couldn't believe she remembered me was the first Wembley gig was it uh when better the w you know red capes yeah it was that was my first gig yeah oh really ever. yeah ah. made my dad take me made him pay for the ticket <laughs> <laughs> that was our first headlining show i think we did do before that, when as part of our five, six, seven, eight promo, I think we did like the National Line Dancing Awards or something. Oh my god, amazing! <laughs> or, or something. There was like a big, and we went up and did five, six, seven, eight, and it was literally just a black stage and just loads of people I didn't line know that was a dancing. Thing. I don't know that I've got. A, I might have made that up, but I feel like my memory that it, it would have been really early on, and it wasn't very zhuzhy at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, come on now, <laughs> line dancing awards. <laughs> it? it wasn't an awards. Maybe it was a competition. What about a tragedy? What about something you kind of wish you hadn't done? I don't know. I try... I think wishing you haven't, you hadn't done something is almost like regretting it. So I yeah, always... Yeah, you definitely learn from stuff, don't you? So. Yeah, I think everything is a lesson. It's not... You shouldn't really regret anything because it always, you know, it makes yeah. you... So I don't know, really. I probably regret getting drunk and having to go to work the next day. 
It's happened <laughs> on very, very few occasions. I did it once in Germany and it was so bad. I, did you have to sing? No, it was all promo. And I, I've i never felt like that before and I've never felt like that since. And I, yeah, I definitely learned a lesson that day. And I, like, we were doing photo shoots and look back at all those photos, I look awful. Oh, I spent no. the whole lunchtime in the toilet because I thought I was going to be sick. It was awful. So That's that a was, good one because you've learned a lesson from yeah, it. Yeah, I did learn a lesson and I never did it again. And you've got that annoying thing where those pictures just exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, which yeah. I'm sure you just get used to. It was the first to. time we'd ever been to Germany as well. Well, you mentioned H and Claire as well earlier. Mm. Was that, I can not call that a tragedy because there were some good songs that came out yeah. of that. But I think you it's a good album. You kind of didn't want to stick with it. You wanted to, once the album had kind of come out. I think it was just that was a culmination of st- not really grieving properly for Steps finishing yeah. and going straight into another album. And we were doing SMTV at the same time, so we were still we were doing that every Saturday. You really were. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and still doing promo and and. And the you know DJ was number three, yeah. And the, we had three top ten singles, but I just I think I, I honestly had completely burnt myself out, and I because I, it's quite gutting really because I it is a good album. It wasn't a bad album. Yeah. There's some good songs on there, but you know I don't know what it, it again. It's just one of those things that yeah. I don't regret doing it. I, I enjoyed it. it. I had a lovely time. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com again yes oh, 58 so the 58th biggest selling single in the UK yeah. is Celine Dion Think <gasps> Twice which you know turn up for the books that's that's come out because you're supporting Celine Dion I know <laughs> that and is that amazing. was my karaoke song as well back in the day was it apparently it wasn't meant to be a single here wasn't it no and they didn't oh. want it to be because it wasn't, it was released in America in Canada, and it wasn't, it wasn't a hit, but oh. it was huge here. Massive hit. It yeah. was number one for seven weeks in 1994, yeah. and it sold 1.38 million copies. Amazing. It's only a little bit more than Heartbeat Tragedy. Only a little bit. It's close, isn't it? Um, are you excited for supporting? I can't wait. What's your strategy to meet Celine, and what's? I'm just gonna sit outside her dressing room door for like two days, maybe. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make her a sticky toffee pudding, I've decided. Why sticky toffee pudding? Because she likes it. Have Does you she? not heard her talk about it? No, I haven't. I went to see her, it wasn't last year, the year before, and she talked about sticky toffee pudding for about 20 minutes in between oh. the songs. Oh my God, that's very Celine Dion, isn't it? Yeah. 
I've got a few months to perfect my recipe. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to stand outside. Yeah. Celine, Mrs. Dion, would you like some sticky toffee pudding? My question is, Yeah. is there a moment in your career, for better or for worse, that you've had to turn down a big offer? <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of... I, I did go through a period of time where I just decided that I was going to do stuff that came my way, even if it terrified the life out of me. Hence why I was on the telly eating fire and stuff. Um, it's not really... Wait, what was that on? I, it was an ITV show. And I learnt how to be a fire performer. And I can do that. How did I miss this? What? The... It was good. I should have won, I'm just saying. Is there, is there, have you been offered anything that you've turned down? I don't think so. Have you been offered the jungle? No, I went for a meeting once, a long, long time ago. But, yeah, normally, and it was at a time where I had just lost quite a lot of weight, but they didn't realise that I had. They wanted me to be fat when I went in, apparently. What? <laughs> yeah. I thought they can request such a thing. <laughs> well, no, that was the excuse I got back, that I was too thin. Which oh, um, I know. It's just one of those. But, but I'm glad. You know when things like this happen? Yeah. Now, I watch it on TV now, and I love it. I love watching it. And for the first couple of days, you're going, oh, I could do that. And then after a while, I think, oh, God, absolutely not a chance. I no. know I would last two seconds. Should we go again? Yes. Seventy-two. Seventy-two is Clean Bandit, Rather Be. Ah. Uh, number one in 2014. Mm-hmm. It sold 1.2 million copies. It's always 1.2 million what? Because we're 86, and there's 72, it must have been 1.2 million something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One po- oh, sorry, no, it's 1.29 million. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, sorry. I'll let you off. Stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my question is, if steps <clears throat> had never really worked out... Yeah. Because I feel like it was such a happy accident at the beginning. With... <laughs> well, it sort of changed trajectory really quickly, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. What would you have done instead of steps? I don't know. Well, when I first was doing my A-levels and stuff, I, I did sports science A-level and I was, nice. was going to go and train to be a PE teacher. I'm not really quite sure where that came <laughs> from. I did like sport at school. I don't know. I, but then when I was really young, I wanted to be a pastry chef. Nice. And I've always liked cooking and baking You're and stuff. You're a baker, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. So I think maybe I might have ended up something, something like that. What's your signature kind of dish? Soon to be sticky toffee pudding. I'm yeah, sure. it will be. It'll be the best one you've ever tried. Um, I don't know. I'm quite. I do make. I do do birthday cakes for people sometimes. I'm quite a fan of the <laughs> stacked kind of smooth drip cake. Oh, intense. Yeah. Those are hard. Well, I can never get it completely flat, so I probably should go and try and learn. And you were on MasterChef as well, weren't you? Yeah, twice. I love that show. It must be so scary. It is. It's really... It is quite intense. It's one of the most nervous I think I've ever been. And I get nervous with everything. But you kind of... Because it's TV, you think, oh, you know, it's not really like it is on the telly. There'll be some trickery behind the scenes to make it all okay. But no, I got told off the very first thing that I made. And I didn't get it all on the plate in time. So they said stop, and, That's I, very and I was kind of still putting things on the plate, and I got told off. 
<gasps> like, stop means stop, Claire. Stop putting things I have in wondered if people secretly do just slip stuff on, but now we know. No. Not allowed. No, they not allowed. But they were, John and Greg were nice because they, I think it was my sauce, but they, even though it wasn't on the plate, they still tried it. Doesn't it also get it. cold by the time yeah. they try it? By the time they try it, it's absolutely stone cold. Okay, I thought that. Because they <laughs> film it all first. They film it and you then... so many shots of yeah, the Yeah, so thing. it's at least an hour before they actually try it. Just pop it in the microwave. Yeah, well, they don't. <laughs> they eat everything cold, everything. The first job I had was in a florist, but I only did that for a day because I worked for like 12 hours and they paid me eight pounds or something. Oh, My mum went nuts. My first job, actual, that lasted longer than a day was in a greengrocer's, <clears throat> but I wasn't allowed in the shop. So I was be out the back making fruit baskets because they used to um, provide all these fruit baskets that the airlines gave as gifts oh. to first class passengers and stuff. Ooh. So that's what I did. That's a proper Saturday job. Yeah. That's then, like a teaching you the like, yeah. way of the world yeah. job. And in it? the winter it was freezing and in the summer it was boiling and full of wasps because there's fruit everywhere. Should we go again? Yes. Forty six. 46 yes. is Killing Me Softly by the Fugees. Oh, yeah. Loved that. Number one in 1996. My question is, what is your big bugbear? Now, you can be quite vocal on Twitter about things that annoy you, <laughs> I've noticed. People, yeah. So can we, are you able to pick just one? Or, <laughs> or is it just general tradesmen? a lot of things annoy me. <laughs> no, it's not tradesmen. I, do you know what I can't stand is dishonesty. Yeah. And I can't stand people being lied to or rudeness and it nearly always stems down to that generally it's i really can't i just can't stand being lied to it really really winds me up but maybe it's because i'm just a little bit suspicious i'm a bit of a control freak so i'd like to kind of be in control all the time but i do i just think if you're honest, nine times out of ten, things can be solved. But exactly. generally, if someone starts lying to you, you'll get to the truth ultimately. And it's just made it ten times worse. So just be honest about exactly. stuff. I do have to say, I do like that you call out people on Twitter though for it. Well, when people say horrible stuff, yeah. I, and I probably shouldn't, but your brain does... Someone said to me once, there's like doors in your brain and... Someone can say one positive thing and it, but your the door will close. Yeah. But the negative, that door is open all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, but sometimes I just think why is when people obviously just saying things to get they're probably just saying to get a reaction and they do. But sometimes people just say things and I think. Oh. So I do I do love a little eye roll emoji. It's good. I like yeah. that. Um, should we go again? Yeah. Oh, I think. It's... Oh, I've done it the wrong way. <laughs> Look, I've done it one, two, three, five times and I've got it wrong. Okay, 28. Number 28 is... Lovely. Human League, Don't You Want Me. Oh. What a great song. It is a good song, actually. Um, it was number one in 1981 and it sold 1.64 million copies. Not nice. bad. Yeah. Is there a, a step song, 20 years on-ish, mm. that you just plain don't like? Oh, I don't know. It goes in cycles. I was going to say, does it, does it evolve go... over time? Because your relationship to the songs must change. Yeah. When you're in the throes of performing, you must be like, yeah. not that one coming up. There but are now certain you probably songs, quite like Yeah, it. no, so like 5, 6, 7, 8, there was a period of time where I just hated it. But on that last tour, it was so much fun because we, 
we and we did spend years trying to think of ways how not to be on stage when five six seven eight yeah. was, was happening and we did you know we had the dancers wearing big heads and we made a cartoon once um there's quite a few times we did it but because we, we said this time right let's just if we're going to do it let's do it so we did and it was so much fun it's the best one of the best numbers yeah for me. you did it properly on yeah that tour, I wore hot pants. <laughs> that was full-on like hoedown yeah it was it was brilliant i really 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 enjoyed it so it does go in cycles and even tragedy because of the reaction you get from the crowd that will never not be in the set yeah so i think oh, i didn't really like firefly on the last album. Right. That's not really one of my favourites, but we've never performed that anyway. I don't know, maybe Best Forgotten or something. I quite, I love the verses Breaking on that. It's the, it's the, the woes, I think. It's quite, Love's Got a Hold of My Heart is really hard to sing live. Yeah. Because it's really high. And so I do always. Some difficult bits. Yeah. That is high. Goals. And I don't just sing, if you sing it high in a nice falsetto voice, it's fine, but I'm, belting things so whenever yeah. we do that i am i come i'm exhausted at the end of that plus, song plus dance routine mm. and can you pick out is there it's like picking out a favorite well you have children so it's different i guess but is there a favorite <laughs> step song is there one you're like that really is the best Ooh. if you had to rank them oh, scared of the dark is a good song such a good song yeah it's and it's a universal praise yeah, it's from all corners of the internet. Even RuPaul liked it. Yeah, he said on Twitter, it is great. So I think from the new stuff, Scared of the Dark, and One for Sorrow is always going to have a little. It kind of has to be One for Sorrow, right? I was going to say. Yeah, that. it's it's just heartbreaking and joyful in equal measures. Yeah, and it seemed to set the tone for the for the group going forward. Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah that was, I think that's when Abba comparison kicked yeah. in wasn't it yeah shall we go again is it the yeah last it's one? the last one last one. Oh. can you tell it's me number one number one what way to end things i know so the best-selling single of all time what is it bohemian rhapsody close i think it's number two. Oh. it's um elton john oh it's uh, candle in the wind candle in the wind slash something about the way you look tonight Oh, so was it, was, it was released as a double A side oh. around Princess Diana's death, obviously. For Diana, that's sacred, so I don't really want to touch that song. Right. I did want to reference that you do have a candle that comes with your album, which I have. Yeah, and I, I do it. love a candle. So thanks for doing that. You're welcome. It's in my bathroom. Good. But on something about the way you look tonight. Yes. So Steps had some, I'm going to say outrageous <gasps> outfits. Right. Costumes, yeah. you might say. <laughs> um, did you have a favourite slash were any... A real bloody annoyance. One that comes to mind for me is Deeper Shaded Blue. Yeah. <laughs> when you're all blue, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, were there any favourite cost- costumes or well, nightmares? Well, mine are always generally the same, but in a different colour. So I always went with kind of hipsters. Yes. Whether remember, they yeah. be the big parachute Maharishi trial Love trouser. Love parachute trousers. And a bikini top. Yeah. So that was... You were good, actually, in that sense. You didn't have to... Yeah, well, no, because I just... That's what I chose. I never wanted to wear a skirt, so I never wore a skirt. Because I hate my legs. (laughs) Well, no, I hate my legs, and I never, ever wore skirts when I was growing up. So that was my my compromise, which getting my stomach out. Um, So that was always pretty much... One way or another, it was hipsters in a crop top or a bikini top. 
the deeper shade of blue video was a challenge i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i don't have that outfit which is a bit annoying the the directors because they were all kind of custom made for us they they kept them oh. so the there was the rubber outfit not great to get on there was a lot of talcum powder involved oh because didn't that go like round your head am i imagining this? no the well the rubber one was the kind of thunderbirds outfit yeah and they decided that it would be great for us to dance in a rubber outfit on a light box so you can do anything it was hot <laughs> god it wasn't nice and then the other one so that was our kind of alter ego character yeah i was in head to foot lycra and they had this big ponytail coming out the top but to make it stand out there was a block of wood like that inside kind of resting on my head making that go out big and it was like that big it was huge and then there was no zip or anything so I was sealed into it oh my God. with a you know those clothing tag things that put labels on clothes oh, yeah. in a shop they sealed me up with that so once I was in it I was not getting out of it then oh a corset God. that was about that big that again that was pulled in tight you really drew the yeah. short straw and then the last thing well, there's two more things. The shoes, they wanted the heel to be a nine-inch nail. Then they realised that I wouldn't actually be able to walk. So <laughs> there was a nail. Someone, someone had to carry me everywhere once I had it on. And then the one thing that I managed to get out of, and they I don't know why they changed their mind in the end, but I'm lying in this like red latex PVC yeah. paddling pool, if you like, and there were little cushions, and they were going to fill it with oil. And that they wanted me to write around in the oil. Oh there, were, there were cans of it on the set. <laughs> but then at the last minute, someone decided not it was not to do it. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. that would have been... I had contacts in, which weren't comfortable to make my... We had all these weird contacts. You definitely suffered for your art yeah. on this one, I mean, I at least I wasn't painted blue or gold like Lisa and H. Yeah. That, that was a struggle for them to get that off. And the gold thing... Because apparently, if you you have to leave a patch of skin, because if you you can suffocate if you completely cover yourself in. Oh gold. really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Good to know. It's in a James Bond film as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just every day is a school day. I know. There you go. You learn and something new. Was me. definitely got more and more glittery as mm. time went on. It felt because I remember every single had a different look completely. Yeah, because. Initially, when so when we first started, there wasn't really any boy girl bands. No, there wasn't any. There wasn't, but there was lots of girl bands and there were lots of boy bands, and they all used to dress the same back in those days. So we were like, well, we can't do that because yeah. the boys, you know, we're not. We're just not going to wear the same stuff. So our, our only way of tying us together, so everyone knew we were a band, was the color. So we would choose a color and then go with that. So in the beginning, it was very much about finding stuff that was the same colour. Yeah. But then as we went on, we would just go and buy a massive roll of fabric and be like, Julie Andrews and the Sound of Music. <laughs> just cut this size. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and, and we can never ever say that we were forced to wear anything because we really weren't. It was all down to us. We'd say, you know, I want these trousers made in that fabric. And that's how we, that's how we did it oh. for a long time. 
Now it's a little bit more sophisticated than that. Yeah. But I suppose it's good with Deep Shadow Blue because it really sticks out in people's minds even now, that video. Yeah, and I think actually if you watch it now, it stands up. It's yeah. not, it yeah, doesn't it does. look dated yeah. at all. It, it was a, that was a really good video. It was one of, that was, I'd say that's probably our best video. So, and I don't think it looks nearly 20 years old. No, it looks expensive. Yeah. yeah I probably think it was. was. Yeah. <laughs> probably was the most expensive one. <laughs> um, thank you so much for thank playing you. Take the Hit. That's all right. Thanks, Thanks for having, having us over. Me. You're welcome. So, Justin, what did you think of Claire Richards? Ah, oh, she seems really nice. Oh, wasn't she? That sounds like it was fun. It was really fun. It was so relaxed. It was so chill. Yeah. I forgot to mention at the beginning that she she was trying to offer us cake, and but she said she wasn't happy with the cake, how it turned out, so she wouldn't offer it. I really wanted some. I like that uh, the H and Claire came up. Uh, she's right, actually, about the H and Claire album. It, it is plenty of bangers on there. Full of bangers. Yes, it is very... 2002. I liked that she said that she hadn't mourned steps properly, so they kind of just <clears> threw <throat> themselves into this project. It did seem a bit quick, didn't it? Very. It did feel a bit like those those songs had been sitting somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, possibly mm. step songs. But yeah, it, it was a shame that it didn't work out. But I think actually, what she said about not grieving love for steps was very interesting because I think as fans didn't fans didn't have the time either, and I still think there may have been. I mean, I was I was actually working in in music journalism at the time when uh, when that album came out, and I think there was just a sense that it was too fast. But I also I liked that <clears throat> she, well, she knew her stats. Now I always forget that it's not just people who work at official charts that know the stats. Yeah, and I find I found it really impressive that some she knew. You know, the sales of Heartbeat Tragedy, she knew what came out the same week as yep. all the singles and knew who beat her to number one. She knew that Heartbeat Tragedy chart run. Yeah. Where it was sort of hovering in the top five. This is someone something. who watches what happens on the charts a yeah. lot. I'm impressed by I that. Love because that. Love so that. many artists though, you know, some might say that charts don't matter. Oh, you know, you know, it's it's not it's not important. Getting it's not about getting number one, but Claire knew every position. Yeah. And I liked that she asked you to clarify, you know, some of the sales, yes. making sure that she knew where in the hierarchy her song was. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, that was great. That was that was really encouraging because I think as well, something else that I picked on that she said about with the new album, I think, you know, she admitted that in an ideal world, she would have just gone in and sang loads of ballads because obviously that really suits her voice. And, yeah. You know, that's that's the kind of music she really loves to sing. So in so rare for an artist to say, I know my audience and I want to make them happy. Yeah, exactly. Great. But that's, but that's what Steps were all about. And that's probably why Claire was such a successful member of Steps, because they really wanted to please their fans. They were mm. all about their fans. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> thank you very much. It was and fun. Thank you, Claire, for being lovely. And thank you all for listening. Remember, you can check out the latest news features and all the singles and albums charts on officialcharts.com. And follow us on social media at official charts. And I I think we should get people sending us our their question suggestions based on the songs. Yeah, absolutely. Please go and check out the list of the biggest selling singles in the UK and have a look at the titles and see if you can get some inspiration from them. Yeah, we need we need some help. We do. <laughs> Come on, guys. Thanks guys. See you soon. Thank you. Bye.